Hello and welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. Like we had mentioned on a previous podcast, we're going to start a new endeavor here within the podcast where we talk to trustees for a post-board meeting recap. Perhaps you didn't tune into the board meeting or watch it, and this is kind of an update for you know the important things that happened during the board meeting. So uh, this will be the first episode um, of a post-board meeting uh, podcast, and I have Vice President Robert Riggs and Secretary Gail Sims here with us. We'll rotate the trustees um, each month with this podcast, and we have several interesting topics, but first of all, welcome to the trustees uh, for joining us this morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Okay, so the first topic that we're going to discuss is the uh, contract for Superintendent Dr. Gerald Hudson. Um, so tell me about that. Ben, I'll jump in. And, and um, one of the most important tasks that we have a, as a board have, actually there are two key responsibilities. One is setting the tax rate. Uh, the second is hiring a leader for our district, and uh, we could not be more pleased to extend the contract for Dr. Hudson for another year uh, and go out. He's got a several-year contract with us, and uh, we're very, very pleased with his performance. It has been a hard year, uh, as yes. you know, with COVID-19 and uh, with devices that we've had ordered and been back-stocked for a while. and. Uh, just trying to manage and continue the education efforts, uh, feeding of our students and making sure their needs are met, um, leading, setting up a team. And uh, I just think to, to start with, we've seen some great strides in him setting up the foundations for great performance in the future. And, you know, I just want to say that uh, going through what he had to, you know, moving from being in the classroom to being virtual, uh, I just we just appreciate uh, his leadership uh, in doing that and looking at all the different dynamics that uh, come into play when you have to do this and uh, to move from one to the other and then back again and now we're in uh, ice on the roads so. He, uh, we just appreciate the work that he has done and the foresight that he has had in having to deal with something that he has never and probably no one has ever had to deal with when we're talking about COVID. Okay. So um, we received some good news recently that the uh, Chromebooks um, have arrived and we'll be able to uh, distribute those um, sometime within the month of February. So um, tell me about that. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that. Right now they're in Louisville and they're being imaged up there. And what they will do is when they come here, we will get those distributed out to each one of our students uh, there. We will have them at um, our Beltline Center. We will have them uh, on the campuses. People will be able to get them for their students uh, by the end of the year. We've also uh, ordered the covers for them and everything. So we're, we're ready 
to go to get those moving. You know, we as a board, you know, and from the superintendent, you know, we tried, we, we wanted to have them here as soon as possible, but all at once, everybody's trying to order Chromebooks. And so we were finally able to get the ones that we needed uh, for our students uh, for that. We have our laptops, the power cords, everything to go with those Chromebooks. That's right. Yeah, I, I think just knowing, um, certainly we knew and we placed our order as soon as we realized what we were getting into and uh, through the budget transfer from one year to the next and placing the orders. Um, a lot has happened since we have worked through that. The state government has decided uh, that they are going to reimburse the districts for the price and then we've also received a grant so ultimately what we thought we were going in to fund balance into our savings account to pay for um, other sources have stepped up which has been a great uh, help we also placed that order quickly and ultimately after many failed um, uh, opportunities to receive um, the computers as promised they kept pushing us off pushing us off we eventually went to another company expedited an order and now that's the units that we're now receiving so um, we've been active on this front and unfortunately it is still taking quite a bit of this year uh, before we can get them in but the good news is we have them now they'll be assigned out to individual students and those students will receive the same machine year after year so they can protect it as if it's their very own, and um, they'll, they'll take better care of it, and uh, we know the students will use those well, and um, we're hoping as early as next week uh, we'll be able to see those getting in the hands of our students and being used in the classrooms. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, and then for the uh, month of February, February is uh, Black History Month, and I know several of the campuses have some um, programs going on. Some of them are obviously virtual because of uh, COVID-19 and social distancing, but uh, Black History Month is obviously a very uh, special time, so talk about what that means to the district. You know, uh, just, just for me, I, I just think it's always important that students understand that we are a, a, a large uh, country. There are many, many people in this country, and many who have uh, contributed uh, to the success of this country. And this month is just a month where we can honor those uh, black Americans who have supported, who have done just outstanding things to make our country a better place uh, and to recognize them. Uh, we appreciate um, our teachers and all of our staff who are willing to put those people out there, let our students know. Um, sometimes we kind of forget who these people are. We, we recognize some and don't recognize others, but there were many, many black Americans who have done great things and continue to do great things uh, for our country. And it's important that we let our students know. Yeah. I, I think part of the richness that attracted 
my wife and I with our three boys as we are coming to the district was the richness of the diversity, um, the contributions in our community of all the different members, all the different groups that made up Cedar Hill. And it's certainly one of the more ethnically diverse areas in town. And we've loved it. Uh, we absolutely love it. To have a month where we can focus and look at people of color who have made um, significant uh, community altering, directional altering uh, impacts, it is a great, healthy thing for people of all colors. Uh, and so the richness of, of dedicating a month to focus on African-American influences um, in the history of our country and even in modern history, um, those are incredibly valuable. And so um, parents, it's, it, it is easy to at times uh, dismiss some of those or, or wonder what's really going on, but ask your kids, what, what, who are they learning about? What are the character traits of those great leaders that they're seeing uh, that you would want them to emulate. Good point. Okay, and then um, February is also uh, CTE month, Career and Technical Education, and of course here at Cedar Hill ISD we have a really robust uh, CTE program and we're always uh, building upon that, so tell us about uh, CTE month. It's good. Hey, I'll, I'll jump in there on that one. I'm just a couple. We have a couple very big flagships on our CTE program that get a lot of press. Uh, there's some of the smaller, you know, the, the welding program, the, the yes. firefighter school. Um, but then we also have those programs that have been there for a while and have also done great in the culinary arts. So you see a wide range of skills and abilities. Um, going to high school and going to the upper levels is not only about higher education and moving on to the top level colleges. That is not for everyone. And even for all of those kids going to college, they need some skills that they can fall back on uh, if changes occur in their career paths. So CTE is a great, great um, structure. It's a great ability to learn skills and abilities. And I think it captures some kids' hearts and minds that haven't been attracted to some of the other academic areas. And it can engage them enough. It can really help both. So, yeah. And uh, our, our program is really expanding. We'll be moving our CTE over to uh, where our collegiate is now. It used to be the ninth grade center. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say ninth grade center. It's like, wait a minute, that's not it. Uh, but we're, and it is expanding. In 2021, we're looking at biomedical science coming in and electrical engineering coming in. So, it, like Robert said, everybody's not you know, college material, but we need these skills, we need these jobs, we need these individuals learning these skills just as much as we need those who are going to college. Okay, great. And then um, I know at the meeting on Monday you all uh, discussed the um, taper report uh, that recently came out, so what can you share with the listeners about that? Well, the, the annual report, we did have a public hearing, uh, and during those public hearings, any member of the public is allowed to interact and ask questions. But uh, the annual report, and I actually have it right here, is offered. It's available on our website as you go through that. And it's really a combination of lots of different key reports 
um, that are there. And one of the reports in it is the TAPR report. And the TAPR looks at state assessment criteria and determines what level or what academic grade your district receives. But there's also PEAMS data, which is part of the tracking of students uh, in the different areas and the numbers of students. It has the demographics of each of our campuses. Um, it also has what we call a CCMR, which is the College and Career and Military Readiness Scores. It's really a combination of financial and academic and, and just geographical and uh, demographic data that summarizes the district. So it's a very helpful tool to compare normally. Unfortunately, with COVID, uh, last year, the schools were not offered the opportunity to take uh, the testing that is normally a part. So some of the data in this report reflects back two years or three years on some areas. So uh, it's not as helpful as it normally is, but it does give the financial data and it does let you see the last um, time that the state uh, offered the scores or the, the standardized test and where the Cedar Hill performed. Uh, one thing that I, I just wanted to highlight on there, uh, we have really, really made some great strides with our special education students. And in this report, it says that we meet the requirements uh, that, that are needed for those students. So even though our, uh, they didn't give us a rating for 2020 because of COVID, uh, they have recognized that we've done a lot of work with our special education students uh, in this report. Okay, great. And then um, we also wanted to talk about the Texas Instruments, the TI grant. A lot of people in the district put a lot of hard work into ensuring that this uh, grant was possible. And then, of course, to ensure that we received the grant. So um, this is, you know, could potentially be a game changer for the district in terms of STEM. $1.2 million uh, for our STEM programs. Uh, and what it is, it, it'll go from February of this year to May of next year. Uh, it's to help us really get our programs up and running and to be able to provide the information that those students really need uh, in order to be successful in any endeavor where STEM is involved. Yeah, it's, this amount of money is a very significant impact in the district. We, we've had one other large grant uh, from the Gear Up uh, organization, and this might be the second largest, at least that I'm aware of, in the last six years. And this kind of contribution is close to half a percent of our overall budget, a little bit more than that. But in it, it gives us um, the monies needed to hire and train to make sure that the uh, training is consistent across all campuses, uh, that we have classes that feed from elementary to, to the middle schools and up to the high schools. Um, it really provides that uh, professional development for teachers to be reminded and uh, give them some tools to emphasize that STEM training. So it really has the ability to have a lasting effect. Um, TI was looking for a small number of districts that they could support. And uh, we're just glad that 
over the, the many, many that um, turned in applications and that requested that Cedar Hill was selected. And uh, it just goes as a testimony of the people that are working behind the scenes, um, that are working and thinking through how best to bring students along, and then to utilize funds that are outside of taxes from the area is just always an incredible benefit. Okay, great. And then um, I know at the last board meeting you all discussed uh, legislative priorities, and of course um, in Texas every other year the um, House of Representatives and the Senate um, meet, and of course they're meeting um, as we speak right now, and um, a lot of the decisions that they make will, you know, impact Cedar Hill ISD as well as districts throughout uh, the state of Texas. So um, I know that, you know, it was important for the board to come up with legislative priorities to present to uh, the legislators as they make these decisions. And really, uh, we, we were given a list of things to really look at and determine what it is uh, we wanted our uh, representatives to go to Austin uh, to help us with. And, you know, of course, education funding is at, was at the top of all of our list. Mm -hmm. uh, the, during the last legislative session, with House Bill 3, uh, they, they gave us some money to help us to uh, give teachers raises and all, but we want to make sure that during this pandemic and all, that that money is not taken away from us, that uh, they continue to uh, consider educational funding very, very important uh, for us. The safety and security of our students uh, that was another one uh, that was high on our list that we really want them to pay attention to. And it, it's probably getting more attention now that we are in this pandemic uh, to ensure the safety and security, not just our students, but our teachers uh, as well for everyone. Um, accountability, uh, we, we're not shying away from that. We want to be held accountable for the academic su success of our students. We're not shying away from that. We want that to be a priority. But we want it to be a priority in such a way that we are given the tools to be able to make sure uh, that we are doing uh, this feedback, uh, that they're doing the right things. The other item I, I did see, and those are all the ones that that I had as well, Gail, that um, the social uh, um, or the emotional well-being and health of our students was another area that we added uh, that, that I think some of our newer board members identified as a concern, and certainly I think um, are areas that are really important, just knowing that um, this pandemic has had a very detrimental effect in some family issues. And, and knowing that those, uh, the children of those families come to the schools and they bring their issues with them and um, to be able to help them, uh, give them tools to cope and communicate their concerns in a constructive way, in a way that allows uh, them to move forward and also be able to grow academically and not um, 
not struggle in those areas, that's going to be a concern that we're going to have to deal with. It's an ongoing issue that we'll face. And, and I think we will throughout all of our school systems, whether it's homeschooled or private schools or charters, it we're just like that uh, in the public school realm as well. So we wanted to make sure that we addressed that topic. Um, go okay. ahead, Mike. Okay, great. Um, and then certainly um, last but certainly not least, um, you all unanimously approved the uh, hiring of Derek Walker as CHISD's um, Director of Fine Arts. And of course, Mr. Walker has been with the district um, with the marching band for a while, but uh, this is obviously a momentous occasion for him and the district. It, it is, it is. And it says a lot for our district to get someone uh, of Derek Walker's quality uh, to be able to step in and to be our director. Uh, I was looking at his, uh, just a little bit about him. He said he was a Grammy music educator, semifinalist, Baton Rouge Symphony Orchestra music educator of the year finalist, and 2015 Louisiana Teacher of the Year state finalist. We, he is a man of quality who will be able to step right in and be able to take, take us to the next level is what it is because we're already uh, climbing. We already have an outstanding marching band. And we already have an outstanding music department and for him to uh, be able to step in and take us to that next level. We're pretty pumped about this. And it is great to have an internal candidate mm -hmm. when top level positions open up uh, that after looking at the field and looking at what's out there, realizing we have the best resource right here. And so yes. it's gratifying to see that the processes and the systems are in place to build that level. And if you had a chance uh, to see him work in this last uh, through the band program, you know that he engages with students actively. Uh, he is not going to be in an office and away um, from where the decisions are made and where the kids are impacted. He's going to be actively involved and engaged at seeing opportunities, not just for the band kids, uh, but in all of the fine arts programs. And, and we're excited about that as a board. Okay, well, thank you both so much for uh, joining us. We're glad that we've started this new tradition and um, looking forward to speaking to your colleagues on the um, in the March edition. That's great. Great. Michael, thank you for thank that. You. Yep, yeah, thank always good. Nice yeah. to see you again. Thank you so uh -huh. much. Thank you.